Show up and blow up in this place tonight, God. Have your way among all of your people, God, all over the place, every place in the world, God, where people are tuning in to watch. I declare your presence in their home, God, in their workplace, in their jobs, in their marriages, in their families, God, in the bedroom, the living room, wherever it may be, the dining room, God, that they're watching even right now. We declare your glory to saturate their house, God. Just sweep in with like a band of angels and just change the atmosphere right now, God. I feel you in my spirit as I speak it even now, God, that you're shifting things for people right now, God. Somebody's life just got turned around by just them tuning in tonight and just waiting on you. And they decided that they were going to just wait on you. They had been fighting a long time to get their way about what they wanted. But they decided today to let you take charge. So today, God, their life is turning around right now. I don't know who I'm talking to online, but it's somebody online that you just decided to give it up. You've been trying to make it work for a long time, but you decided to give it up. I wish you would just jump on the chat and let us know that it's you that we're praying for today. Because God, we declare right now that their life is turning around right now in this moment, turning around. The word of the Lord declares that you are perfecting those things concerning us, God. Father, we just thank you for it. We thank you that your presence is working with each and every one of us, God. As we traverse this life, God, and go through the journey of life. There's so many things, God, about life we just don't understand on this side. But God, we trust you. We trust you. Would you just say that out loud with me? Say, Father, we trust you. Father, we trust you tonight. We trust you in every area of our lives, God. Have complete control, God. Father, we're so weak and we're so uh, unable to care for ourselves. But the Spirit of the Lord, he does the work. And so, Father, we trust you tonight. Once again, we just say welcome into this place, Holy Spirit. Have your way. Use us tonight. Use myself and Dr. Noemi, God, as we begin to speak the word of the Lord and declare it over people's lives in Jesus' name. Now, will you just one more time, come on in this house. Let's give God a radical praise. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give him a radical praise. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Welcome to all of you. And I did not realize and I didn't mention it, but uh, Minister Karan was helping uh, Minister Juanita up there today. So we thank God for the music in the house. Amen. And uh, the band, all the musicians, we thank God for them uh, for being here tonight. I'm excited. My love, would you greet the people before I take over everything? Just <laughs> Well, we want to welcome you for tuning in and hearing what God has to say. So all of you guys that are watching online, we just ask you to jump in, tag somebody, invite someone to hear this word. Yes. Uh, it's been a great week, and we just want to know that God has been continuing to speak to us and to uh, give us a word in this in-time word for this time right now. So we just ask you to invite someone, tag someone, and share the word. Amen. 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 Do that right now, and in fact, if you're on YouTube with us, just go ahead and jump down there, hit that subscribe button, and uh, we thank you for doing that. That helps us get the word out. I want to talk to us a little bit tonight about a subject that I am finding rampant in the world today. We've been, my wife and I have been praying every week, we just ask God, what is the subject matter that we should be talking about on the secret place tonight. And uh, the issue is we don't want to just come in here and just be like churchy and just preach. Uh, we could do that every time, but you can get that on Sunday morning. So we really want to talk about the word of God and talk about how it applies to our lives. And so I attempt to bring some theology and allow Dr. Noemi to bring some psychology uh, to all of that. And uh, so that's what we're going to do tonight. We've, we've talked about uh, mindsets for growth. We've talked about all kinds of things in the last few. And um, today I just felt so instructed of the Lord because of so many things that I see going on in our world today. Um, we talk about, we hear this term called anger management. <laughs> Anybody ever heard that term? And it almost sounds kind of counterintuitive because how do you manage something that's out of control? <laughs> you know, it's like, um, it's kind of like, I, and I know this is a term in psychology, but uh, behavioral, cognitive behavioral therapy, um, it's like trying to figure out how to control yourself, you know, the one thing that I've learned that is every time I arm wrestle myself, I win. <laughs> and I win every time. And it may be this side one day and it may be this side, but I win. And sometimes I don't know how to help myself. And sometimes I don't know how uh, to reel things in for me. Um, and I grew up in a large family, and uh, I was telling my wife the other day, you know, growing up in a large family, uh, you learn to be quick, and you, you learn to move fast. My brothers, if they weren't thumping your ear, they were, you know, bumping you on the head or something or trying to grab something that was yours, and you just had to be quick. You had to be fast, and you had to learn. And uh, in all of that, uh, there were displays of anger sometimes, and there were displays of frustration. But as we grow up, 
uh, it, it seems like sometimes if those behaviors were manifested around us a lot as children, that we still see that. I hear stories constantly in the news. Uh, just heard about a guy that just was, you know, uh, stabbed in the neck and just recently died uh, from somebody just on a subway, just walked up and stabbed a guy in the neck. And uh, I don't know the story behind all of that, not even trying to get to that, but I do question what would get you to the place that you felt like that was okay to just go up and stab somebody in the neck. Uh, and it's the, the amazing thing to me is when Jesus, you know, we, we talk about the Ten Commandments from the perspective of, you know, thou shalt not kill. And we say, you know, it's a sin to murder. But Jesus comes along and he said, well, you've heard it said that it's a sin to murder. But I tell you that if you hate your brother without just cause. So in other words, he's telling us that murder is not in the act. It's in the heart. Come on, y'all. It's in the heart. It's, it's before the action ever happens. And if you, if you hate somebody without just cause, you've already committed murder in your heart. He said that if you even, you've, you've heard it said that if you go after another man's wife or whatever, you've committed adultery. He said, but I say that if you even look upon her. So in other words, there's an action of the heart that happens long before any kind of behavior is exhibited. Right. And so I think that that's what I kind of want to get into a little bit tonight with this anger thing. Um, and I'm going to just read out of jo uh, James just a little bit. I'm not going to stay just uh, stuck in it. But, um, you know, James, James hits us with some really powerful stuff that he starts with in the second verse of, of the first chapter, dear brothers and sisters, and I'm reading from New Living Translation, if you're trying to follow with me. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. <laughs> it, that just takes a whole different slant on everything in life. When troubles of any kind come your way, Consider it an opportunity for great joy. In other words, when trouble comes, don't get mad. Don't get angry. Don't blow up. Consider it an opportunity for great joy. That's pretty deep, y'all. When you consider it an opportunity, what if we paused and stopped at everything that happened to us in life and said, you know what? This is an opportunity for great joy for me. Well, why would it be great joy, Bishop? Well, it's right in the next verse. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. In other words, you get some tenacity about you. It's an opportunity for you to show that you can stand in this test so when the next test comes... You don't falter and fail in that moment. That's right. Are you That's hearing right. what I'm saying? So he said, your endurance has a chance to grow, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, and I love this because 
So many think that it's, it's all about my faith or it's all about my this or it's all about my that. It's about my giving. It's about my love. It's about, you know, how many uh, good deeds I did. No, James said it's your endurance. When that's fully developed, you become perfect and complete, needing nothing. Amen. Wow. When your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect. That means mature. Somebody say mature. Mature. Yeah, that means you won't be acting like a little kid, uh, Gary Wade. You will be acting like the bishop you're supposed to be acting like. <laughs> Y'all, I have to preach to myself before I can preach to anybody else. I'm just going to tell you right now. Any preacher will tell you real quick, if you don't preach to yourself, you're going to live it after you preach it. <laughs> and I don't want to have to come behind this and live what I'm trying to tell somebody tonight because I want to walk it out in the word. I want to get it in myself. So he said, let it grow. So when your faith is, or when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Somebody say, ask for wisdom. Wisdom. Yeah, don't don't run around and throw your hands up in the air and say, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle this. I don't know what's going to happen next. No, just pause. Ask for wisdom. God's not going to be mad at you. And when you ask him, though, he said, when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as the waves of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. In other words, make sure you're going to wait and let God answer you. Don't ask him for wisdom and throw your hands up and say, he didn't answer fast enough. I'm going to run out here and just do something I think I ought to do anyway. Wait on him. Somebody say, wait on him. Wait on him. Such people, he said, such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. I want to keep moving here because, and he says, believers who are poor have something to boast about, for God has honored them. Because if you're poor and you got saved, something has happened that God has honored you and said, it's not about your money. It's not about the poorness of your spirit. It's not about the poorness of your mindset. If God honored you enough to save you, he's letting you know you are worth it. Come on, y'all. So he said, blessed are those who are poor, for they have something to boast about, for God has honored them. And those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them. They will fade away like a little flower in the field. This hot sun rises and the grass withers and the little flower droops and fails. And its beauty fades away. In the same way, the rich will fade away with all of their achievements. All the pretty stuff in the world that glitters and looks fancy right now is all going to fade away. My, my. But God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Endure it. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, endure this thing. Endure this thing. Yeah, come on. Come on, tell somebody else. Say, endure it. Endure it. <laughs> say, you are able. You are able. You have the strength. You have the strength. Or God wouldn't have allowed it to come to you. Or God would not have allowed it to come Come to on. You. He don't <laughs> test you on stuff he hadn't taught you on. That's right. 
He's like a good professor. A good professor is not going to give you a test before he teaches you the subject. God is not going to give you a test he hasn't taught you on already. He said, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. And after they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And remember when you're being tempted, do not say God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong and he never tempts anyone. So temptation comes from our own desires. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, I got to own this one. I got to own this one. I got to own this one. That's one thing that is hard for us to do. But when we get led, when we get tempted, is the temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. And these desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. So don't be misled, my dear brothers and sisters. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father who created all lights in the heavens. He never changes or cast out, uh, cast a shifting shadow, but he chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word and we out of all creation became his prized possession. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a prized possession. You're a prized possession. Come on, say it one more time. Say, you're a prized possession. Now act like it. Yeah, yeah, because you ain't nobody's prized possession. You're God's prized possession. Now act like you're God's prized possession. And then he said, this is the powerful punchline that I love. He said, and understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. My goodness. Boy, that, that, that hits you right where it hurts, don't it? Because how many of us, as soon as somebody finishes talking, we got an answer. We're already going. <laughs> he said, be slow to speak. Quick to listen, but slow to speak. Because while you're preparing your speech, while they're still talking, you may miss what they're talking about. And your answer may not have anything to do with what they just asked you. Come on, y'all. So he said, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry. And then he says this powerful punchline, human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word that God has planted in your hearts for it has the power to save your souls. But don't just listen to God's word. You got to do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. For you listen to the word and don't obey. It's like looking at your face in a mirror. You see yourself. You walk away and forget what you look like. <laughs> Boy, is that not powerful? <laughs> That's just rich. I forgot what I looked like. That's why I did what I did. No, you, you looked in the mirror in the word of God this morning, but you forgot who you were by the time you got out the door. <laughs> but if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says... And don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. If you claim to be religious, but don't control your tongue, you're fooling yourselves and your religion is worthless. Pure and genuine religion in the sight of the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to refuse 
to let the world corrupt you. Man, there's just so much good stuff in there, but this thing about, and, and I'm quickly winding us out of time here, but it's good though. It's I, all in the Bible. It is. It's, it's the word of God. He's given it to us. Yeah. It, it is the word. So I want to just ask you uh, quickly though, when you talk about anger management, I, I know that people who don't know the Lord as we do, and there are people that have real anger issues and, and they are verifiable understandably why they get angry like they get but it's a horrible way to live yes and, and it also brings in all these destruction and what it does to the body what it yeah. does to relationships what it does to what to the person itself just living yeah. in this constant state of panic and the world's out to get me everything right. is going wrong it's all or nothing mm -hmm. uh, behavior yeah, there's some diagnosis where it's pretty extreme. Right. And so that, you know, it's not just the emotion, right. but as you mentioned, it was mentioned earlier, it's followed by the action that creates that emotion. And that's when right. those actions turn into additional behaviors or additional things where later on it's too late to, you can't breathe anymore after you've already done something extremely. Yeah. You know, you got to know, know the signal light, know that, we call it that filter, that re regulation yeah. of that emotion to be able to prevent it before you move into the action. Right. It's kind of hard to get the bullet back once you pull the trigger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's, it's really the same with our words. It's, it's the same with our actions. So in anger management, um, if we don't know the Lord, if we don't know... What are just some good things to do if you feel, we've talked about this in our marriage classes, we've talked about it in other places. When you feel that rising up of the heat <laughs> that gets past the heart and then it goes starts going into the head and you start losing your capacity to think because you're so angry. Because when you lose your, your cool like that, for me, I can't think well. There's nothing that has come out positive from someone that's been in, ang in an anger state of mind. If they're angry, you don't longer engage all your five senses. All you're mm -hmm. doing is engaging the fight or flight. Like you've got to, anger is not a bad emotion right. because it's supposed to signal that there's danger. Right. You've got to be prepared. there's a good side to anger. There is a good side. It's to protect, like for example, mama bear. Right. <laughs> A mom is going to protect her kids, and so if her kids are under attack, I mean, you hear the stories where sometimes they get adrenaline from who knows where, right. but because they need to protect them, the kids and, the, and herself, they, they just have this outburst of energy. I call it the, the uh, mama bear anger. Yeah. The passion, the protection. You got anger where you just know that something was done unjustified, and you just want to drive that into not to a bad action, but into make a difference. Right. Uh, and then there's the anger that also creates you into the, now I'm so angry, I'm not engaging. You're, you're not even, it's not even about that you're in danger. It's just now that it's trigger. And a lot of this can come from um, our upbringing. We lived yeah. in a constant state of always in danger, always being yelled at. And then those things really sink down into or core that many times when something does get triggered 
the anger because of what we lived it gets created and it comes out and it gets now moved into the actions that later on you know you regret that you acted upon it yeah you know the issue is and i'm just gonna again i'm gonna bring the word to it because ecclesiastes 7 says control your temper for anger labels you a fool you know if you ever been around somebody i used to I have to deal with people in, in, in the workplace. Of, when I was in construction, there was one guy that would come around and he was just always mad about everything. And usually it seemed like stuff that didn't really matter. You know, it's like, why are you mad about that? You know, and how does that affect you? But just mad all the time is just constantly mad. And angry people are not fun to be around. They're just not fun to be around. I'd rather have peace in my life, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, and you know, when we think of uh, when there's someone that has an outburst, we think, oh, it's a character flaw. <laughs> when we have it, it's like, oh, it's my outside circumstances. Right. So we blame something else other than looking inward and finding out why is that happening. See, those are the, the, those are the signals. That's your signal light that says, okay, why is this coming up? You know, we talk about emotional intelligence. Um, right. Emotional intelligence just says have empathy, have understand where those feelings are coming. We, it's easy to blame right. because blame says I don't have to look in me. Right. So when you blame someone else, you got to project and say it's that person that it, it's the person that got in front of me and cut me off. It's their fault. They're the ones. You know, we see this. We've seen the road rage. People have gotten yeah. hurt or killed because of road rage. Yeah. And we blame the driver. But did we have part in it? What was our part? That says we got to take responsibility and say, okay, what was my part here? Did I cut them off? <laughs> or was it, if it's something that when you have emotional intelligence, and this is something that you, we just get to work on, especially if we lived in an environment where it was always tenseful and you always had to be prepared to the fight or flight. It's understanding, okay, he wasn't out there. He didn't just pick the day to come and cut me off for the day and make it his day. But because they're in the state of panic, they always believe, people believe that they're always under attack. Yeah. So like everything's coming at me. me, everything's coming, yes, he did that against me. And so, but anger really what it says is, many times when we go into anger, it tells us, well, if I go into anger, that's easier than being rejected. You don't have time. Anger says I gotta protect myself, so I'm going to fight you first because I don't want to feel rejected. And so many times That's it's good. because when you grew up, there was this constant fear of always feeling attacked. Well, now you learn that anger works. Mm. So I'm gonna get there before you get me. Right. <laughs> um, and it's sad because that's not really, so some of the techniques that people can use, it's, you know, we talk about, and there are different levels. Um, it's <sighs> the breathing. It's calming yeah. down, letting your fall. You gotta ask yourself, am I really under attack? Right. Is someone really coming after me and attacking me like my life is in danger? Or am I just hurt because of the words? If it's just words, then break it down. And, and, and many times we focus on one word. And it was a great example that they gave us on, um, on the class. They said, it's like looking at the Mona Lisa and just saying, well, I got to see this little piece of the Mona Lisa, but I know what, it's all, what it all is. It's a false way of taking a look at the real, the big picture, because we're too busy focusing on the small thing the that triggered us. 
Yes. And so it's important for us to see the big picture and say, okay, is it is it that or is it coming from a previous behavior that really has become a trigger for me that God is showing it. God yeah. is showing it to me because you've been yeah. here, you've been trained, you already know how to overcome it. And so when we lean into it, it's it really is an opportunity for us to grow, to right. understand it. When we fall into and, and again, you use that that uh, emotion regulator, knowing that if you're already if you're in your heart, you're slow to speak. Right. Right. You breathe. What happens when we're breathing is we calm the heart. We do the deep breathing. We calm the heart because now we're telling our mind we're not under danger. We're not being attacked. Yeah. I'm not going to die from the one word that was said or that triggered me. Um. Actually, why is that coming up? Start breathing. After you're done your breathing, then respond. And, you know, we know this. We've talked about strong fellowship. And, we, you know, <laughs> we, we practice it <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to keep the input. <laughs> but what we say, you know, when we have strong fellowship is, okay, take a step back. Is it really that something that he said or is it something that is from previous behavior that I grew up with? Right. You know, I, I shared on Sunday that, you know, I grew up in an environment where there was a lot of tension. There was a lot of yelling. There was a constant state of always uh, because of outside circumstances and someone that didn't know how to regulate those emotions. And so is this something that's happening from my youth when I was younger or is it something really that's happening now? And what is it? Remember, you can only control what you do. Right. You can't control the other person's behavior. And so what is it that I need to take and what is it that I need to own personally to make me grow better? Not to go into the fight engage the fight and then now you create a bigger situation so it's important to understand um, the the difference of what to do when those emotions come up yes. so that you don't get into another state and it's another like level just taking a step back take a step back Breathe. you know I love Psalms 37 Psalm 37 verse 7 he says David said this he said be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Don't get caught up in all that mess. Just be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Verse 80 says, stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. Isn't that powerful? Proverbs 29, verse 22, an angry person starts fights and a hot-tempered person commits all kinds of sin. I don't know about y'all, but I really wanted to, after hearing so many things uh, in the media and the news, and, and I think we watched a, a movie last night which I won't even talk about but it just kind of spurred all this for me because there was so much anger in the movie I just could not get over uh, the anger that was displayed and the violence and and the hatred over stupid stuff and willing to kill people over something that you could have changed if you'd have paused and had a conversation right. and killing people that that you didn't even know and, and we, we look at that kind of stuff and we say, well, man, that's the way of the world, but we would never do like that. But Jesus said, if you hate your brother without just cause, 
you've already committed murder. So isn't there something spiritually that we all need to be attuned to? To say, Father, before I ever get there, you know, it's, it's getting on the freeway in the morning and somebody cuts you off and the anger that rushes through your body and through your mind, God, why do I feel this way? And what about this? What if I paused and waited patiently for him to act? Because he might be acting on me. He might be saying to me, you need to check that and see how you act like that. Because I can be a hothead. I ain't, I'm, not, I'm not playing. I'm being serious. I can be a hothead. But I always, it, it seems like I can always step in just in time to pull myself back before I do something real stupid. But I can flare real quick. And God has really been dealing with me about, you know, make sure that you watch yourself because it's not in the action, it's in the spirit. So I want to encourage those of you who are watching today. I want to encourage you here in the house today. Let's check our spirits. And let's make sure that we're all being quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. We love you. I'm Bishop Gary Oliver. This is my lovely wife, Dr. Noemi. And again, this is the secret place. We bless you. We invite you back. Come and see us again. We love you. Yeah. Yeah. See you.